Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members as well as NFP and Partners Financial experts. Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Williams, and today Ryan Baradas, who's the managing principal of WealthPoint, has come on the podcast to talk to us about how he prepares for and then approaches and sort of structures meetings with centers of influence that he works with. So, Ryan, thanks for joining the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Mine is not so much a specific sales idea. Okay, what is it? As we as we evaluate our practice. And more importantly, the things that we do each and every day, one of the things that we look at is what are the basics, the fundamentals that we can control that we should be practicing each and every day to create the consistent outcomes Mm -hmm. that we're we're really seeking. And one of those is um, because advisor marketing is a huge part of our practice. It's where a majority of our business comes from. Uh, which is third-party advisors, and those are generally in three categories, uh, tax, wealth management, and legal. And mm-hmm. so as we're visiting with uh, trust and estates attorneys, uh, large RIAs or CPAs or CPA firms, um, we usually go in with somewhat of an agenda in our head and maybe a, a handful of things or two or three things to discuss but we don't ever really set the stage and have a, a specific agenda of what we're looking to go through to create an atmosphere because the whole me- reason that you're meeting with these people is to get business. And so are, are we creating an atmosphere, a buying atmosphere, an atmosphere that allows for them to refer us business very easily? And so we created, which I'll share with you, um, uh, a little best practices meeting prep uh, mm-hmm. that I'll share with you and you can make available to uh, uh, the folks within the community. Right. But it's really just to go through a simple agenda or outline of what you're going to to cover. So the first thing that we do, uh, first and foremost, is establish uh, expectations. So we want to make sure first that we review the time commitment. How, what's our, my beginning time and what's my end time? So I know uh, how much time I'm going to have and, and make sure that I adjust my my meeting accordingly. Um, the next thing we do is we uh, confirm the agenda. So we'll go through the agenda and some of the things that we'll, I'm going to talk about next will actually uh, be on that agenda. Um in the beginning, just like in any uh, uh, relationship building meeting, you want to build rapport. So I want to learn something new about them in, in terms of their practice. And I ask for something about what's going on, what's new in, in, in your life personally, or in, and then also follow up with what's going on, what's new and exciting or, or a challenge that you're, that you're seeing in your practice uh, uh, in terms of from a business perspective. Um, and so once I get through that, the next thing is I'm going to talk a little bit about what we're going to discuss. It might be QLS wealth transfer. It could be premium finance. It could be insurance as an asset class. So you fill in the blank, but I've got some pre, uh, predetermined thing that I want to educate the advisor on, but I want to first and foremost, create a buying atmosphere. 
And by creating a buying atmosphere, I want to create, especially for advisors, because they tend to be, uh, they shy away from real salesy type presentations. Um, I want to create a no pressure situation with the advisor. I want to let them know uh, with most advisors that we go uh, go through these types of strategies with um, clients or individual names will come to mind. Feel free to write those uh, those names down and we can discuss them on a, a, a redacted basis and, and talk about uh, the potential strategy. If names come up great if they don't no uh, you know no big deal again take them off the hook uh don't um, uh, have them feel pressure that they have to come up with somebody but merely suggesting that is a great way to start it so they're in that frame of mind of let's talk about a, an actual fact pattern because the last thing i want to do is have a bunch of great meetings and that's what a lot of us do we go in we have a great meeting have a great relationship with the guy. I share with them a great idea and they're start to get out of that meeting and onto the next thing. And as soon as you walk out the door, it's gone. So it's, it's totally gone. Can I ask you to pause here? So uh, this sounds like it's a lot of sort of your, your goals and your plan for while you're actually in the meeting, but you, you sort of mentioned that you do some meeting prep. Do you, Go back and review notes from the last time you met with this guy, or do you say, "Hey, I've been talking about this strategy with other advisors that look like him." Like, how do you decide what the topic is you want to talk about, and and like, you know, get yourself set up so that then when you go into the meeting, a lot of this stuff sounds really useful when you're in the meeting. But I feel like there's probably a step beforehand. You sit down with some people in your office and talk through it. We've got notes in Salesforce for every advisor on all of the things that we've discussed with them in the past. And a lot of our advisors we share, especially now, because uh, we've got different people that specialize in different things. Ben is private placement. I'm in the ultra affluent space. Mike is doing smaller, more affluent uh, 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 focused, uh, affluent client focused stuff. Um, so yes, we'll we'll look at what we've reviewed with them in the past, but generally we have on a, a we we work in trimesters, uh, not really quarters, but call it quarters because everybody else on the planet mm -hmm. works in quarters. Um, each quarter we've got a, a list of stuff that's current that we want to share with them. Okay. Um, also, we've got a list of things that are just old and never go cold the you know tried and true life insurance reviews why people buy life insurance i mean we we're always constantly looking for that new shiny object and yeah a lot of times it's just going back to the basics and talking about the basic things that generate business uh are are important as well yeah i love that that like there's all the that it's that adage if it works so well we stop doing it like there's stuff that just policy reviews or why you buy life insurance. It's just an oldie and a goodie for a reason. So I like it that you go back to those a lot too, because I bet you those advisors haven't heard that in several years. Right. And, and sometimes you've got an advisor that um, is using somebody else. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, we'll go through and, and do some qualifying and ask some questions. And there's a an acronym that Adam Outland uh, has, uh, uh, you know, it's a, a sales mm -hmm. strategy, but it's class. 
uh, C-L-A-S-P. So you, it's really currently, um, what do they like about it? Who are they, what are they currently doing? What do they like about what they're doing? What would they alter or change, which is the mm -hmm. A, right. about what they're currently doing? Um, is there a decision maker about who would decide who, if, if you know, the whether or not to alter or change mm -hmm. and then paint the picture, you know, if we were to provide this, this solution and this were the situation, you know, is this something that you would change to, you know, so yeah. get, uh, get that buy-in. Okay. But then I'm sorry, I interrupted your flow because you were saying a thing that I thought was really brilliant that you asked them to write down names that come up as you're talking, but then you also let them off the hook. If maybe, maybe that doesn't jog a name. So that was, that was where you were when I interrupted you about your prep. Yeah, I, it's it's important because especially with uh, uh, more quants uh, in the wealth management space or uh, tax uh, and, and some legal advisors, they just don't like to feel pressured mm -hmm. and they want to be comfortable. So anything that you can do to create an atmosphere that allows them the the ability to think about clients. Um, but also takes them out off the hook and it's no big deal if they don't um, uh, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But then we go through the presentation. And again, we want to share benefits, not just features. We really focus on the benefits, benefits to the client, benefits to the advisor in the practice, not just uh, not just the features. Um, and the next the, when we go after we've gone through whatever strategy then we go back and ask the question, you know, as we've gone through, like I, I mentioned in the beginning, have there been some clients that have come to uh, uh, come to mind? And if there has, you know, without sharing their name or any uh, uh, confidential details, tell me a little bit about them mm -hmm. and then shut up. <laughs> and inevitably, when you ask that question, people try to, you know, They'll try to, if they haven't thought of somebody, they're going to try to think of somebody. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, great. But if you don't ask for the business, you never get it. And generally, I just did this with Mark Winter, a common advisor in Northern California. And they immediately brought up two very real fact patterns, mm -hmm. you know, so it works. And once we do that, then we talk about the next steps and, you know, how best to, uh, get introduced to the client, or if we can run some preliminary numbers to see if it even makes sense to approach the client, which seems to be a very, very good way to go about it because it doesn't ask to be introduced right away. Let's run some numbers and let's see if this even makes sense to bother the client with it. Mm -hmm. And it allows us to, to do some preliminary modeling. Then we go back. Um, and the last thing, the last thing uh, after we close on the fact pattern and how to approach the client is we book the next meeting. We always book the next meeting um, if we're doing it right uh, yeah. and make sure that we've got uh, um, we don't have to chase them down for a, for a new meeting. And it might be 90 days from now. It doesn't matter. Yep. That's great. I was just about to ask you what your next steps process was, because it feels like we get so excited with our clever idea. And then we get excited about the, the name that the advisor brought up. And sometimes we forgot to actually articulate next steps. And I love that you close with booking the next meeting and you probably let them sort of drive that timeline. How big of yes. a fire is this on your desk, right? 
So the small well, the, the, the next meeting is really the next marketing meeting, the next okay. uh, like this type of meeting. Oh. In terms of the other uh, the other uh, deal, we've usually got enough facts to run some preliminary numbers. Then we go uh, back to them and uh, review those and then uh, figure out how we're going to get introduced to the client to, to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I asked and you clarified because that's actually multiple meetings that you you sort of schedule at that time. The one about yes. the case and then when's your next marketing? That's even better. Well, we generally don't ask for the meeting uh, about the case. Mm -hmm. We've got the facts and we'll say, we'll give you a call when mm -hmm. we're ready to discuss right. it. But, uh, you know, just if you if you say i'll have this to you by the end of the day or the end of the week it just feels too forced it feels too pr high pressure mm -hmm. and there are times where we don't get back to them until a week or two later right. and that's okay in right. fact giving a little bit of time um unless they ask you to i'm going to meet with this client and you know next week and if you could have something for me uh beforehand and you can ask that question when's your next meeting with this client um and and explain that's the reason why but the the less desperate that you seem mm -hmm. uh, the, the better off you are okay that's interesting i feel like sometimes like playing hard to get yeah, responsive and desperate are two sides of the same coin, right? Right. Okay. Well, this was great. Thank you. And I love that you have a, a written down sort of process that you guys have worked through over the years for getting ready for the meetings and then how you approach the meetings. And thank you for offering to share that with all of our Partners Financial listeners. I'm sure it'll be highly downloaded. Awesome.